0: Create with Franz Sydney. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. This is episode 92, this is Franz Sydney. I am your host. And yes, I missed one week last week, I'm so sorry, I got too busy. Life gets really busy, so I'm really glad to be back here talking to Pamela, talking and we're going to talk about a really interesting topic that I hear all the time and... What is it? It's about being broken. Are you broken? Are you giving up every possible change or opportunity? Dating, new jobs, having a baby, changing a hobby, getting a hobby, having new friends, trusting people because you are broken. Something happened to you and for some reason you see yourself as a broken vessel with no possibility of ever coming back. So, I've got here a really good survivor. But you know what? Pamela didn't just survive. She's actually here to teach you how to thrive. So, thank you, Pamela, for being with us and introduce yourself. Welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank you so, so much. Yes. Um, so, yeah, as you said, I'm Pamela Topchin and I am over in the US on the West Coast. So um, <laughs> so yeah, so I had um, lots of childhood trauma and we could go into that more if we'd like to as much as you'd like or not. It's up to you. Um, <laughs> but I've had a lot of childhood trauma which led to trauma in my adult life and then I had a total breakdown in life after a um, after being beat up, you know, with domestic violence and having to get out of there with the police escort to be able to leave safely. And then I completely broke down and I had PTSD and CPTSD. And uh, for about a year, I was unable to really function and unable to really take care of myself. And um, went through therapy, and through therapy is how I realized that all the stuff in the childhood really leads up to more trauma in your adulthood if it's not addressed or taken care of. And I didn't even realize that when I went for therapy or when I was in um, that sort of breakdown, which I call it my sort of the state that I broke down, like you were talking about being broken, I was totally broken. And I didn't even realize that all the stuff from the childhood led up to continued, you know, trauma in your adult life and, and really just brought you down, brings you down unless it's addressed and taken care of. Mm -hmm.
0: What was the belief that you held about yourself after being the victim of all these tragic events? What did you think about yourself?
1: I felt like I didn't matter. I felt like I had no purpose on this earth. I felt like I was just um, numb, taking up space, just, you know, barely existing, uh, didn't know that I had any reason here, any purpose in life, you know, or purpose on this earth. Um, So yeah, just, you know, like you were mentioning, being broken totally felt, I didn't know that I felt broken as much as I felt like I was never um, fully whole, you know, in my whole life. So when I had that complete breakdown, it wasn't that I was broken, it was just a continued like this is where it was all leading up to this complete breakdown
0: Mm -hmm. so when was the moment when you realized okay this has to stop
1: and need to see a therapist yeah so i went um, to the doctor uh, just the regular medical doctor I, i thought i needed some sort of medication i thought i needed antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication. I wasn't on any medication at all and I knew I could not function and I did not want to continue that way. And I was suicidal. And really what only kept me from um, acting on that was my I had lost a sister as a teen um, in a car accident and I didn't want to do that to my mother because she had already lost a child. Um, it had been long ago, but still, you know, it still affects you forever. <laughs> and so I, I thought, I don't, can't go on like this, like I said, barely existing. So when I went to the doctor, they set me up for therapy from there. But I still kind of thought, I thought, I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to say at the therapist. I thought, I didn't even think about the whole childhood stuff until after I was in therapy. But when I went to the therapist, I thought, well, I was beat up by my ex-husband and now I can't function. And I don't know why I didn't. I didn't know that it was much bigger than that. So,
0: yeah. Mm. So did it take you a long while to finally reconstruct who you are and what is your role here? Why are you here now? You know, all these questions that we always
1: ask. Why do I exist? Yeah. Um, You know, it's really interesting because once I started therapy it was just about two weeks in that I really had, you know, like a light at the end of the tunnel. Like I really realized, oh my gosh, I'm going to get better. I couldn't believe it, I just, I didn't, I had no idea that I was going to be able to continue on with life and then from there it just really, and it still is, it just really grew and grew and grew and things got better and better and better. The more I took care of myself, the more that I looked within myself and realized the things from my childhood, how it had affected my adult life. And all of that together um, really showed me sort of my purpose. So I have been a nurse for 14 years And during this time of the breakdown that I call it, um, I wasn't doing nursing. I just, I couldn't, I could barely take care of myself. And so I started writing. I have a memoir that I published in January, but I started writing as part of my therapy, which was really helpful. I also started painting at that time, <laughs> as we've talked about, and uh, yeah, and and so that was just a way to get creative, you know, to get my story and my, my life story out of me, uh, out on paper with the writing of it, and then the painting to be creative, and um, I had started working as a nurse again because I was getting myself back together, but it still was not really right for me. And I had taken a course in hypnotherapy uh, long before that and was never able to realize that dream. So then when this, when nursing was still very difficult for me um, or not really what I wanted to do, I didn't want to be um, healing in that way. It didn't feel like it was really doing justice for the patients. So then I found another hypnotherapy school and it just is just You know snowballed in a good way from there so with the writing the painting the hypnotherapy (laughs) so yeah so that's i'm just like living in my purpose now everything i do in my life today i absolutely love so so much more than existing
0: (laughs) i know that is so great to hear and especially as you might know i'm very interested in art i'm actually an illustrator I teach art to young students, and I think I'm also an art therapy coach as well, which is not the same as art therapist, it's another thing. And I think the art is that is um, whatever it's music, drawing, you know, piano. As you right. can see behind me, there is a piano for people who are listening. I don't see the piano. <laughs> I promise there is one. <laughs> there
1: is one. There is one. I see it. <laughs> yeah, there
0: isn't a ha- house where I've been, and there is no piano there. There has to be because it just, uh, it's not about perfection or doing the big Michelangelo painting or whatever, but it's really about channeling this energy, emotions and feelings and creating something. Even it's like literally tinkering on the instrument or destroying a pencil with anger, yeah. It's just getting that out. And I think that's why you know we're a bit different from animals. We can express our um, inner feelings in so many different yeah. ways. And then once we express them, can't you tell there is a big difference? You know, when you bottle them up and you just mm. swallow and you never say what you think to the other, you're never expressing yourself, your anger, your happiness, whatever. Then you feel like you're like um, one of these timed bombs. They might explode any minute or
1: Absolutely. it might implode,
0: right? That's why Absolutely. you broke down because mm-hmm. you couldn't talk. Did you feel when you were a victim of all this that you couldn't really speak up and why?
1: right so it that started in my childhood really um so my parents divorced when i was pretty young and my father was not a part of my life and we were we lived in poverty and um my mother was always gone and my i had two older siblings which were supposed to stay and take care of me because i was younger and they never were around so i had no guidance i had no supervision and i had had a lot of. sexual assaults and other things you know living in the areas that we lived in and i was just you know a victim like my whole life and i never spoke up because i felt like um, i didn't want my mother to be worried about me i didn't think that anybody cared or anything could be done so i never said anything and um, speaking about that too, um, I always had shoes that never fit as a kid, and so then in, as a teen, I had bunion surgery because I never had shoes that fit when I was a child. So then, um, so then going into adulthood, I was not the kind of person that ever spoke up for myself or th- even thought that my feelings or thoughts mattered. And when my um, sister had, was killed in the car accident. Um, one of my mother's friends sat me down and said, she pointed right at me and she said, um, and this is just before I was 14, she said, don't you cry, don't you cry. You have to be strong for your mother, don't you cry. And so that just added on to the feeling of, my feelings don't matter and who am I to speak up? So, So yeah, so I had this, I never said anything. And that's part of where starting to write it out and going to therapy um, really makes a huge difference and I always suggest that to people whether it's just a journal whether it's you know um, talking to a friend or you know hopefully getting some therapy or counseling or something or even coaching um, get it out of you that makes a huge huge difference Like you said, you know, keeping it bottled up, it's either gonna implode or explode and neither one of those are good. So you have to get it out of view. And that art, you know, doing any form of art like you mentioned also really was very helpful because it's a creative outlet and you can express your feelings even without knowing what they are, even without thinking about it, you have that outlet. But um, but writing things out was really a huge start for me to be able to start recognizing my feelings.
0: You start, isn't that like a, it's a bit of a journey when you start thinking, okay, something is going on, something has to change, this pain Mm -hmm. is too much, and what has to change isn't just my environment, it's something within me. Cause I'm gonna live, I have two choices, don't I? We all have two choices. We can live as a victim of our environment, the weather, the jobs, the husband, the wife, whatever or we can live as a person that say okay this is happening but it's not gonna define who i am because isn't it true that some people not all but some people define themselves by the abuser action so they think oh now i'm dirty because i've been abused i'm Mm -hmm. weak because i've been trampled on and um that doesn't mean they were dirty or weak it just means that somebody has done something really wrong broken the law and really done something really evil to you but that doesn't define mm-hmm. who you are but i hear in of patients that they um as they grow up they have built up this belief that they're not lovable they're not smart enough nobody will ever love them or like them they're never gonna succeed because they had failure after failure after failure and is really a story that they're telling themselves because yeah. all we do is because of this story. You know? So I'm glad that you finally decided to have this therapy. Can you remember a very, very specific moment when you sat there and you, you had this click in your brain and you said, I need to take action. What was the really specific moment? Is there one?
1: well it wasn't in it was before therapy so it wasn't a specific moment it was that it kept going on too long it was like i cannot continue on like this with having nightmares with not being able to really get out of bed and take care of myself be independent Um, so it was that that led me to the doctor and from the doctor The doctor actually wanted to put me in um, like a psychiatric hospital, and that was a real wake up call for me. Um, I could not believe that he thought I was that bad off that I needed to go into a hospital. So I convinced him that I was safe where I was and um, that you know, and we set up therapy and and I convinced him. And obviously, you know, it was true that um, I was fine where I was and that I would be going for the therapy. But I do remember there was a moment when I was in therapy, like I said, where I realized I I had crossed, you know, a, a threshold there of knowing that there was life ahead of me and I could not have imagined that it was going to be like it is now. I just thought, oh, I'm going to be better. I'm going to be able to be independent and take care of myself. So that's, uh, that's this um,
0: understanding that the very light in the end of the tunnel. And, and what do you do now with all this new knowledge and understanding about yourself? So are you working with some people, um, clients. What, what is that you do to help others?
1: Yeah, so I am a hypnotherapist. And I mainly work with people that were like me that are either on the verge of a breakdown or they're just stuck in life and they, they don't realize what's keeping them back from moving on and, and living their purpose or even loving life, you know? Um, so it's just with hypnotherapy mainly and uh, I am taking other classes for intuitive guidance and spiritual guidance and things like that to add on to my hypnotherapy but for right now yeah and I'm, I'm working with people that are you know where i was and uh, i also i've written my book and i feel like that's been a big inspiration i've heard from others that's been a big inspiration for people to know that i've been there you know and i've gotten out of that and i know how that feels to be in that state of you know just completely you know unable to take yeah yeah feeling hopeless and and helpless and and just completely broke down in your life and not having any um forward movement or feeling like there was anything ahead for you um so yeah these are the people that i work with and help them to get unstuck and to a place of loving their life
0: (laughs) and loving loving themselves Loving themselves,
1: yeah, you can't love your life until you love yourself, for sure. That's all part of it, yeah.
0: So, we have a few more minutes, guys. Let's have a look and see if you have any tips that you would like to give. Let's say there is a person that had some or all of his episodes, you know, maybe abuse, maybe a terrible thing, like maybe alcoholic parents or somebody on heroin and there were problems in the family, there was anything that cause maybe a trauma or if not a diagnosed trauma could be like this feeling of sinking in darkness in despair in depression what is the first tip you would give to a person that is seeking for help
1: but doesn't know where to start the first thing is reach out don't feel like you can't be helped because you don't know how that you can be helped doesn't mean there's not people out there that can help you and just because what worked for your friend or your family member or somebody you know doesn't mean that that's going to work for you. So if you reach out for the same type of therapy or the same type of treatment that somebody else did and it doesn't work for you, don't give up. There's so many different kinds of therapies and treatments out there and different kinds of help out there. It takes patience and it takes diligence to find it but find what works for you. And it might be a combination of things and that's totally fine. We're all individuals and our past is all individual and our life is individual. So it's going to take something specific to you that's going to work for you. You know, it's not necessarily the same medication or the same therapist or the same type of treatment that your friend had success with that's gonna work for you. Don't give up, reach out. That's my number one thing. The second thing I would say, I really love that, you know, just writing things out is so helpful. You don't have to write a book. You don't have to write it for anybody else to read it. Just get it out of you. And if you have trouble with your hands or you don't like your handwriting, just type it out, you know, just get it out of you. You don't have to even know what you're going to say. Just start writing, just start, and then you'll see it'll go. It'll go. Just start writing. Whatever you're feeling that day or just write something that you've been thinking about or something that's been weighing heavy on you or if you're having nightmares, whatever it is, just start writing it out and it'll come. That has been very helpful. So a third thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm making a um, really
0: fun expression here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I would say a third thing is to learn some self-care tips, you know, get some self-care, know that you're important, whether it's even just making sure you eat that day, making sure you get enough sleep, knowing that you're important, your life is important. Now, these are really
0: good tips because, you know, a lot of people don't
1: even do that. Right. And, uh, and when you're in that specific space, you don't really think about yourself and your own comfort, let alone even showering, eating, that you matter, you know, go for a walk and smell the flowers, as corny as that sounds, it's very helpful to get out in the fresh air and and just get some nice sights if you can, you know. Yeah,
0: it's a massive difference. A little bit of self care. Yeah, I don't know where I heard the story, but, or I read it very recently, about this guy who was in the middle of a really deep depression and was feeling suicidal. And one day his therapist, um, was in touch, I don't know if he called the therapist whatever they was, I think it was in the States and the guy said uh, I feel like I'm going to end it because I, I can't do this anymore I can't even get out of bed I can't do this, I can't do that and he was just really, really done. Mm-hmm. and the therapist said uh, okay, can you do me a favour? he said, of course um, can you just stand up for me? he said, yeah right, can you put the shoes on? put my shoes on? okay, I'm going to put my <laughs> shoes on right, can you just walk towards the door for me? And he walked towards the door. Can you open the door for me, get the key, lock the door, how does it feel? And like, well, it's okay. Right, can you keep walking now and walk to the, to the park that you told me is near your house and I'll talk to you later. And then the guy said, well, I like this therapy, so he told me to do it and I'm just gonna do it and then I'm gonna die. And he went for a little stride in the park a stroll Mm -hmm. here i am with my italian vocabulary right and uh, when he was there he forgot all about the suicide he was hearing the birds singing he saw people that talked to him there were dogs to pet there were skaters around he forgot all about it he felt great so he went home and when he was back in touch with a therapist he was feeling like a hundred times better and he said you know he he saved my life by getting me out of the house. Yes. I was there with a little Scrooge black cloud on my head when it's always raining, but as soon as I stepped out of that state, I just distracted myself with this. You know, we have like a loop of thoughts that continue and go worse and worse and worse. And I wish you could see me gesticulating when I do that because I'm amazing. I'm very Italian, you know, true blue, <laughs> die true Italian, with all the hands moving all around. <laughs> but truly you know you move from this state of darkness and sinking down and you get out and you start thinking about other people around you what they're doing what they're wearing what colors are there are you looking at flowers are you looking at a new building there there must be something that can divert your thoughts to yeah. something different and getting out of anxiety depression trauma it's also getting out of this constant thinking of how bad you're feeling
1: Right, and getting out of the dark room. <laughs> getting know? out, yeah.
0: open both curtains. And, and, uh, right. We're not, we're not saying that if you go out to the park every day, everything's right. going to change, but you inside yourselves are going to change because yeah. there is a lot more in life than just how you feel in that moment because most people who have anxiety don't have anxiety 24 hours a day. When they have trauma, they don't feel the trauma 24 hours a day. So there are moments of happiness, and when they cultivate those moments, when we see maybe there's a hobby that is nourishing, like a yard work, or just petting your cat if you have one. Some, some people like sewing or knitting or working on carpentry, making small projects or doing service projects. Go to the local mm-hmm. charity, the local shelter, women's shelter, Offer your service, and you will be surprised. There are hundreds of people who are suffering just like you. But just getting out there sometimes is so helpful to put things into perspective and say, "Well, we're all here. We all have something terrible that happened. We all want to leave. We want yeah. to find purpose." Even if, you know things are really terrible. Think about the people in the war. having all committed suicide it's terrible but they're still fighting they're still wanting to survive isn't that true it's so that is the message that pamela wants to give to you guys we are not broken vessels we are whole we thought that we were small not important bits but actually like this there is a a japanese art when they pick up broken vessels and they put the bits together and all the little uh, grain underneath is filled with gold. And we can be even better than that. We can become gold because we're never gonna be like before. We have more wisdom, more knowledge, and we can use that to help others. That's amazing. Where can we find you if we want
1: to work with you? yeah so thank you so hypnobreakthrough.com that's h-y-p-n-o and then just breakthrough you know um you know b-r-e-a-k-t-h-r-o-u-g-h <laughs> breakthrough hypnobreakthrough.com breakthrough. that's brilliant
0: well it was such a pleasure to talk to you pam thank you for you coming yeah, thank, you. Was, uh, thank you thank you a good, a good thing to know that you can survive and you can thrive. It isn't just about surviving. We're going to thrive here and create the life that we want, which is what my podcast is about. So yes. thank you again for being in the show and, uh, and take care, Pam.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: So guys, this was it for the episode of uh, today and I hope you enjoyed it. And if you have a friend who is in distress and is not feeling great and is feeling down, let's have a chat. Let's see what we can do. It doesn't have to be me or Pam. You can just look for somebody that you resonate with. You're not trying to sell services here. We're trying to help. Maybe you have had a good word in the whole day, in a whole month, and we will tell you. That you are loved, you mother, you are very important, your life is very important. So you are here. And um, so feel free to share and to give a good review to this podcast. And I'll see you very very soon. Take care and bye bye. You've listened to Create with Franz. Sydney.